joined by Marcus Fjortov, current revelation of the Morton season, fan favourite, <laughs> New King Agreement. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right, thanks. That's quite the uh, quite the intro for me, I say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I record that, and then for whenever I feel down, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have that I'll have that in the background. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, you've got people you've got people singing your name all the time. Well, albeit not in the stadium, but uh, the, the fans love you. How you like? How have you, how have you found it so far? No, I you know I love. Um, I love one, you know. I think I've I've settled that in pretty well with the group, and um, and having obviously the fans uh, thinking highly of me, as, as as you say, is, is it means a lot as well because uh, football is a is a community sport. Um, so you not only feel close to the club but the community, and obviously under the circus under the circumstances, it's, it's been uh, it's been different. So you haven't been able to to meet and interact as you usually do, but to feel valued. I think every human can relate to on any on any level, and uh, so being part of that feels feels good. Um, football wise, you know, I came to Morton to to play, and I've uh, I've done a fair amount of that, and so to be able to build on confidence, and I think it goes to show that um, when I get a run of games, and when you are able to build momentum, you get confidence. And um, and for me, that's been the most essential thing. And then everything else comes a consequence. Then you have even better times at a club, and then you have good people around you as well that make it even easier. So all that together uh, makes it a pretty uh, pretty wholesome uh, package. For me. First senior goal at the at the start of the year as well. That was a what a way to, what a way to kick start of the year, huh? Yeah, that was a great a great feeling. I think uh, it reminds me also how fun it is scoring goals and uh, the annoyance at myself more so than anything that I couldn't uh, that I couldn't have the goal scoring abilities of of, of of my father really because the goals is is fun. It's it's fun scoring goals, um, and that was good. It was a long overdue for me. I'd say I think with my physique and uh, my abilities in there, I should be getting a lot more goals. Uh, and then you figure out uh, you figure out uh, the best ways to to attack at a corner. And uh, I changed it up a bit there, and it worked. And in, in my opinion, I should get be getting at least five goals uh, a season. So hopefully, it's it's the start of something. You even whipped out a wee airplane celebration, didn't you? Even though it was only for I, a second, only a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, you saw it. You saw it. It's a clever eye. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I thought I was determined. You know, leading into the game, I hadn't played for a few games, um, so that factored in. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to show them today. You know, I'm going to show them. Um, I thought I played all right, and then I got a goal as well. And I thought, okay, this and it, honestly, like it was a tribute to my father because we've always, him and I have always obviously uh, worked very closely together when I grew up and we played. And so it was a little uh, tribute to him. Um, and so kind of went full circle. But I do have another celebration. So if one goes and digs in, I have another celebration. But I thought, okay, it's a time and a place for everything. So we'll see if that one cut pops up uh, another time. Oh, we can only we can only hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need, need to see you now. We need to see you now. Uh, no, it's a good one. It's a it's one well worth waiting for. I'd say actually. Yeah. Oh, people are going to be buzzing now. People are going to be buzzing. Oh, no. just, need to be, just need to be matching that front post run again. I think you've, yeah, done, you've tried that quite a few times this season, haven't you? And it's just neither at the back post. It's just the, the, the ball's been a bit too. Yeah. flat if that makes sense it's, it's dropped on you instead of like rolled yeah yeah no absolutely and it's, it's good when you time it properly um i think too much i've maybe been too reliant or confident that okay if i just wait for the ball i want to be wherever it falls but the but the consequence of that is that you don't get a runner on someone so you just end up 
fighting with someone for the ball and so you don't get that much contact of it on it even if you get it so I think maybe it helps uh, just getting a little run on it you know and just gamble that okay that's the area will fall in and then hopefully you have other people like the likes of Sean McGinty or Ryan McLean or whatever who can who can uh, fill in behind. And obviously you spoke about your, you spoke about um, your dad helping you a lot when you were growing up there can be quite obviously here, like here and in Norway, like your dad's, your dad's very like obviously well known for his for his footballing career. Mm-hmm. Does that did that kind of give you a bit of pressure growing up to maybe to succeed as a footballer, or were you just was there never really much pressure from your dad on that side of things? I'm, you know, I I'm genuine when I say because people might say, but I'm actually hundred percent serious when I say that I've never felt the pressure. Um, I, you know, the name Fjortoft comes with a certain weight, obviously in Norway, but. I always play different positions than him. I also was cognizant of the fact that having been brought up in a football environment, whether as a son of a player or a son of a, a sporting director, I was always pretty aware of um, of what the football business is like. You know, I was I had no I was under no illusions as to as to what it took to make it, and as to the 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 probability of of having my father's career because uh, and the older you get. The more proud you are of, of, or the more you realize how much it actually takes to to make it to that level and those achievements that he did. So I, I was never, I, I was always very proud of that. And then I knew from an early age, I felt I didn't feel any pressure, and he was good at not um, imposing any pressure on me either. He was there wasn't any there wasn't any pressure for me to 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 become a footballer. It was always down to my own motivation. And there would be a couple of times where. You know, if I had a poor game or if I wasn't enjoying myself, he says, well, you know, if you, you, you can't play if you're not enjoying yourself and put, put onus on the own in my own enjoyment of the game. So if anything, it's, it's, he's, um, he's um, emphasized the importance of having fun with it and everything else comes as a consequence, you know. And so for me, um, he's been a great role model and mentor. But in the sense that he's been there as a as an advisor and as a friend and as a father, you know, and and, and nothing else. Yeah, and that's like because obviously I mean you you'll have seen like videos of like Cristiano Ronaldo and his son and stuff like that, and he's like, I go on a treadmill mm-hmm. for twenty minutes, twenty twenty sit ups, twenty push ups, <laughs> go train, go train. It's 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 nice mm-hmm. to kind of you've got that emotional support behind you, but to also go and because obviously you've you'll have experienced like bits of your dad's career, obviously growing up and having the whole player family side of things, but then to be able to go and do that yourself and make your own memories must be just as nice for the both of you because it's like the, the tables have firmly switched despite him being off doing his own things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think, like I said, it's hard to replicate someone's uh, career like his. And that's so, and it shouldn't, therefore it shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the end all or be all. You know, for me, it's just, you know, I wasn't, I went to college and I thought, okay, this is a great way for me to prolong my football career for four years. And then we said, okay, oh, maybe, oh, maybe I should try and get drafted. Oh, maybe I can try and play afterwards. And so I've always been kind of relaxed as to with football. I just always wanted to continue playing. And so, and I've been able to create myself a different career than he has. And I knew that, okay, I can't, I can't play Premier League, um, but how about I go to US and play college? How about I go to New Zealand? How about, and then I come back to Scotland, it's kind of full circle, playing in the UK as I'm born in, born in Swindon. Um, and so I thought, okay, let me make a different career. And, and I'm very proud of, of, of the way I've been able to do that. And, I, and, I, and I'd like to think, and I know that my, my, my father is proud of me in terms of 
how I've done it. And it's different from his, but I think different in this case is is good for me, you know, mm-hmm. to, to make my own mark in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously, you've enjoyed coming into Morton. You've you've kind of embraced yourself in the club and then in the community and the wider side of things as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. playing in America and then like New Zealand and stuff like that, you, is that is that sort of the same? Is it is it the same feel for like at, at clubs over there, or is it is it a lot like more intensified over here? Yeah, I think uh, you know I'm the first to admit that coming to uh, coming to Scotland to play, um, it fills a, a a kind of need for me to be part of a proper football community. I think there's nothing more special than football in the UK, and I've and. British football has always had a special place in my heart. You know, I lived my first five years here. I watched my dad play. I had Arsenal, my favorite team. And the Norwegian, the British connection, football connection is also pretty strong. So we have this very special relationship um, to British football. And so you know, New Zealand wasn't a fantastic experience, um, but I made some, and I made some lifelong friends. Will I miss the football as much? Not necessarily. It was a great football experience, but can it compare to, to to British football? No, no, it cannot. In terms of in terms of the culture for it, you know, it means it's it's so much more ingrained in, as part of the community. I think that's what makes the game here so special, and which makes it so unfortunate when it's COVID, when you can't, like I said earlier, relate to fans and or interact mm-hmm. with fans in the same way. As for America, you know, soccer is. Uh, soccer call in this case soccer is uh, is a growing sport and establishing itself as, as a big sport in America to be part of that in in Duke was very special I think the setup there is incredible um, I don't I will never play it a more in a more professional setting and with that I mean the facilities available were second to none I'd say Premier League for like English Premier League facilities and I think even they would be a bit envious um, and there I got, I got an incredible education football-wise in terms of competing, in terms of growing into uh, the man I am now, going there as a young, like almost like as a boy, um, but also the social bit um, in terms of the, the relationships I found. I'll never be surrounded by more brilliant people than I was at Duke that I'll always um, realize. And to have all those relationships around the world, most meaningful relationships I've had around the world, um, and also the academic obviously go for itself. So they're all different experiences. Like, like New Zealand was an incredible, beautiful country, great people and interesting to learn a football there. And, and America, as I explained, so they're all different experiences that I wouldn't be without, you know? Um, but, but here I can, it's almost as I'm, I'm immersed myself in football completely, you know, discussing with you the game and, and, and all that, but also being around, you, you, you see there's a sense that it means more and I've always wanted to know. I love football and I want to be work with football after. So it means more to be a part of that and come full circle in a way to play here makes it very special for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that Morton is a part of that um, experience. Yeah. And I mean, in a, obviously playing with Duke and stuff, like talk in like a British sense, um, playing like at professional senior football, you're, you're kind of still like, despite being what 26 27 27 i'll turn 27 uh, in uh, a week ago getting too old man you're still very much like cutting your cloth aren't you and like a a professional full-time like senior football aren't you type thing but you're bringing Mm -hmm. you're you're, you're making your own mark on it at the at the same time by bringing those experiences into it yeah listen i i totally agree like in, in, in in from a career standpoint 
I, I think I'm 20, you know, in terms of, in terms of what one has accomplished. Like I, it's different. Like I, I graduated Duke at uh, 24, you know, uh, I got my first professional contract at uh, 25. So it's, it's not, it's an unconventional path. Um, and especially an unconventional one when compared to how the, um, the, the processes or the system is set up in the UK, for instance. And I've, I've said this to other people, I don't think I'd survive in the British Academy system because I was a pretty late bloomer. And so, you know, people have different development trajectories. And I think, unfortunately, at times, you know, a, lo a lot of players will be um, discouraged from maybe pursuing things if they don't get a professional contract offered at 16, 17. Mm -hmm. But oh, what a shame that is, because there are so many different development trajectories. For me, therefore, Duke, where I can develop for four years in a safe space almost, you know, I was almost like basically under a four-year contract. I could develop in there. There was no pressure, but there were, you know, there was, there was patience to develop, you know, which there might be, uh, it might be stripped of in other places. And so I needed that. That was vital for my development. And I don't think I'd be here without it. You know, if I started at 8, 17, 18, I think it'd be different. You know, would I even play? You know, there's a lot of factors going in. And so I think hopefully for what I can show is that there, there, there are many different ways to do it. And not getting contrary to 17, doesn't mean you can't play. And so, yes, I'm now 27 and, and, and look at games and stuff like that. Um, maybe I don't have the, uh, the amount of experience or games that you'd think of 27 year, but at the same time, I think I bring, um, I think I do bring a maturity in the sense that I know what it's, what, what it's took to, to, to come here, uh, a humility in terms, of, in terms of being able to play football for, for a living. And I think now with being able to play games consistency, consistently, um, I also show, you know, the qualities I can, I, 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 I inhabit. So I think for me, it's, it's been good, you know, and I'm not to say everyone's, but I want to let it be known that there are other, there are other, other ways uh, to do it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you really like your stock, your stock has risen considerably since you've joined Morton like having that run of games and actually showing people what you can what you can do is like off the pitch like mentally that must be because obviously I think obviously you didn't really get a lot of game time at Hamilton for whatever way or another mm -hmm. stuff stuff happens we're fully we're fully aware of that but since having that run of games the good the, like for your confidence and then also for like actually hold on you could have a platform here to actually go and achieve those dreams of going and playing maybe like yeah. SPL again or going and playing down south Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, the the football was, you know, the football business. You know, things, some, and in life in general, some things don't work out for one reason or another. I'll always be thankful for Hamilton and, and Brian Rice for giving me a first, you know, uh, for giving me a chance here in Scotland. Um, and I learned an incredible amount. It was a very steep learning curve for me the first year. You know, I, and I was playing against the likes of Celtic Rangers. I was playing at Tynecastle and Hearts, like incredible experiences but something so new to what I was used to. But it, I mean, it was so out of my comfort zone. And with that obviously comes growth and I developed. And so the first season was tumultuous and then came to the second season. And I thought, well, um, but for, for different factors, let's say things not working out. And I don't hold any grudges towards that because that's, that's how football works, you know, and that's how it is. Um, and so um, coming then to, 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 to more and allows, like you say, allows a confidence and a, and a momentum to rise and you establish yourself within a group too. When you, you establish yourself among 
supporters and um, and all that combines to to create a I don't know a, a confidence for yourself a, a self belief in which you probably known is there but hasn't been fully uh, rooted yet mm -hmm. because you there there haven't been the opportunities to do so consistently you know and I think consistency with that comes momentum I think those factors are so important and you know for you and your trade or something like you know having some self self affirmation but also affirmation from others it helps you know to to grow into the player and person that uh, you know you're capable of you know and ultimately learning all the time as well yeah exactly progressive development and every in everything and everything you do and i'm well aware where and humble enough to recognize that i have a lot to 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 learn from the game um but i'm cognizant of that and so and and with and to learn you need the experiences so and that's what i'm getting now so that i'm i'm delighted about that so we don't have to worry about um um you know the relegation and as we know as as, as important players and as important fans there's been a lot of uh it's oh, been boy. tumultuous to say the least yeah there's a lot of turmoil and so um i think first of all we should focus on good things because yeah yeah and then and then but also recognize that hey listen when we look at the way we're competing there's no reason why we shouldn't, shouldn't beat others either we need to have a bit of an attacking mindset so humility towards the other teams but also a uh, a confidence in ourselves to know that we we're well able to push on and i think we've shown that against teams that we can compete against anybody yeah and i mean obviously you've said like you look to focus on the positives but if you if you think about it you can flip that turmoil into a positive because whenever something whenever something maybe that could have broken a group like in terms of mentally like really really like giving them a big blow it seems to have just mm -hmm. pushed his on to a totally different totally different level he's haven't been he's haven't been yeah. beat since the beginning of december yeah no since hearts but i think and that's a test and listen we should we should recognize that and 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 uh, embrace it as a testament of our character and the people you know uh and that comes from uh, the, the you know Anton and 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 the and the few remaining staff that that are still there in terms of, of, of in terms of maintaining that, but also uh, the players in the group and especially the senior leaders in the group in terms of upholding standards as well. So I think that's a huge testament to us as, uh, and our as a character of of our group. But it's all about leaving legacies as well, isn't it? When you're in the seasons like this, because like we've, we're seeing it down south, we're seeing it up here. Literally anything can. Anything can happen, can't it? So it could be a name. It could be a way to leave your name in the history books, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think it would be a, a great way to do it. And then hopefully we could do it in, in in front of fans soon, also. But like, listen, it can go either way. That's I think it's so crazy to see the league because it can literally go either way. And then Queen of South beats Wraith Rovers away, and then you know, like all these <laughs> all these factors coming into play that make it so unpredictable and must be so. You know, almost stressful for the for the fan, but for the for the common observer, um, highly entertaining. So let's see. Now we got three big games, and I think that will, in large way, large part, suggest um, where we're heading to the season. So there, there will be a we have a vital week um, these next uh, yeah, seven days. Obviously, the, the the league was in a precarious position as well. I don't know if you get mm -hmm. I don't know if you get spoke about that as a squad or whatever with the with the letter coming out from Ian Maxwell at the SFA to just like asking clubs if they wanted the championship paused. Obviously, one half of the household that you're in has had the football paused temporarily. Mm -hmm. 
So you've you've seen both sides of the equation, haven't you? Like obviously you can see what you'll probably see why people would maybe want it paused, but you can also see how footballers have been left, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've left the we've honestly, quite frankly, we haven't we haven't discussed it all too much because we are of the expectation and uh, that it that it will continue mm-hmm. and let those people in charge uh, continue with it. Oh, you know, listen, there are arguments on both sides, but I think uh, with the new requirements put in place by the by the SFA uh, in terms of testing, which we do when we uphold um, social distancing and, and and respecting that. I don't think uh, I don't think it should discontinue as 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 we're keeping uh, being as cautious as we possibly can and um, and we're keeping a lot of people in work as well. So, but I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. as a player, you want like you've seen you've been able to see how having your all your activity paused for a month can can be. Because I'm guessing Kieran's sitting in the house doing well, obviously yeah. going runs and stuff like that. But he can't he can't go to training or anything like that, can he? No, 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 and that's. Uh, and I and I sympathize with him because I know that if that was me, I would uh, I would be driven mad because I, I you know there's not let's be honest it's not as much motivation going out by yourself than going out to training in the morning. So um, I really feel for him and I really hope he can continue because uh, when that's paused, a part of you kind of you know you're in this state of limbo in which you feel like you know what am I, what am I doing here uh, you know and just staying fit for something you don't know whether we'll continue or not. So. I definitely feel for him. I hope that that three-week break can be left at that, and then they can figure out a solution. You know, um, especially because I just want him as a, as a friend as well, just to be able to enjoy his football again. I'm sure you'll have seen over the last couple of weeks. It's been announced that uh, concussion subs will come into play, and I think in the Scottish Cup up here and then the FA Cup down south, as a defender, stereotypically, your two thoughts are either head it or kick it, aren't they? So mm-hmm. they have yeah. that. That has quite a big. That has quite a big impact on. Well, not not that it will have a big impact on you, but it, it must give you some ease of mind about future about yeah. future consequences. Absolutely. I mean, I was in America where that was taken very very seriously, so um, I'm I'm well used to the procedures that surround it. And uh, listen, if there's more protection for players, I think I think that's great um, because as I said I was well used to it um, there have been incidents where more so when I've watched on TV where I've been uh, surprised with reference to and to my experiences in America to see them continue um, and you know after it came to the limelight with um, Chris Sutton and his father and where he brought to light the dementia and the heading of the ball and stuff like that I think there are issues I think it's uh, it's well due the fact that it's brought awareness to because I'd never thought about that and so to be a bit more aware of it and cognizant of, 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 of you know, for kids and stuff like that, the header and stuff, I think it's, it's only healthy to, to gain as much context and, and knowledge about the subject. Because after all, like we're playing football and it's a great livelihood, but we have to, we have to look out for, for, for our health also, you know, that's, that's, that matters more than anything else. Yeah. And I mean, it kids potentially save lives couldn't it like it could even as a knock-on yeah. effect it could stop like head-to-head like obviously seeing the real Jimenez and stuff like that like it could potentially prevent yeah. prevent issues like that happening again couldn't it yeah exactly the only thing then is that with the Jimenez it's obviously uh it's obviously an immediate thing but in many cases it's a long term so we don't really know about the implications of it good or bad uh until later in time so therefore it's hard to maybe um, gain uh, proper urgency about, but I think by bringing awareness to it, you maybe slowly but surely um, 
uh, change the the standard, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, look, we spoke about, we've touched on it. COVID, we're playing football with no fans. It's let's be honest, it's, it's rubbish, isn't it? Like, it's just it's yeah. not the same. No, absolutely not. And, I've, and, and now it almost feels like a a distant memory having played in front of fans, you know. And so, and I've yet to experience the more, you know, capital uh, with fans and some of other good stadiums we go to. And that's part of, you know, it's part of, like I said, the community, it's part of the Saturday, um, the Saturday entertainment and to be part of that and to feel that you are part of something bigger. Um, yeah, you miss, you miss something with it. You miss a certain intensity and, uh, and yeah, a certain intensity to the game that you'd you'd really love to feel because there is that that excitement in the air um, um, when you are surrounded by people that that cheer you on or not for that matter. Um, and so I would love to hopefully before the season ends that we'd have some remnants of fans because uh, I'd love to to share in a victory at Catalo, um with with the Morton fans. Oh, seriously, mate, nothing better. Honestly, yeah. I've been applauding you off. It's not I, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I don't know how it looks under a stand at the minute because I've not been able to go. I've not been able to go down, but it's everything in the main stand will flop down to the front. They'll be clapping, cheering. I love and, it. Uh, ah, you're making you're making me. Uh, yeah, you're making me sentimental about fans now. The whole ordeal. So I would, I would absolutely love that. And I think Kevlar has is as soon as I the first time I visited upon signing as well. What struck me was that there was this kind of vintage. And very authentic vibe to it. Um, proper stadium, and, isn't and some, it? Yeah, proper stadium. And I was like, oh, this is so, this is so British. And I was like, oh, I love it. And so I wish I, w- I would love to to have fans in it to just to get that full um, immersive experience. It reminds you of some of the grounds your dad was playing when he was down in England, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it does. It well, you know, going to the stadiums, watching on clips, you're like, oh, that's you know, it's a proper almost like '90s feel. And that's to say, and that's all, and I mean that with just like uh, the like the kindness of intentions in terms of just like it's proper, proper football, history, isn't it? Yeah, the way it should be. Yeah, exactly. And you got the crane in the background. It's just like this kind of um, this kind of uh, I don't know. It's just this very authentic um, vibe to it that I uh, that I can really resonate with. That's kind of feel like a second home, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it's great. Listen, I've I've. Um, I've loved my time in Morton so far, but due to the players, due to the, due to uh, the fans, due to uh, the stadium, the whole setup, and so I really feel, um, I really feel like you know I've arrived uh, at Morton, and and so, you know, I'm buzzing that we have four months left of the season, although it's gone pretty quickly already, um, and then uh, and then we can see what what happens after. Yeah, I mean, oh, you've got best years. Your career ahead, you know what I mean. So potentially, if a couple of good seasons here, you could be, if you could hit your prime at Morton, couldn't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm supposed to be. You're supposed to be in your prime at 27, 28. But I've in reference back to my uh, my late bloomer comments. I think I'd say my 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 peak is. I uh, still have a few a few years ahead of me until I'm I reach that, so. mate. I'm saying mid thirties. I think. Yeah, <laughs> let's see if my body holds. I'm not the fastest player already, so we'll see that. But if that if that is maintained, I think you know it's just a matter of um, where my you know it, I think in order to perform at your best, your your motivation needs to be there. Uh, the discipline needs to be there, so it's all up to me, honestly, in terms of in terms of how I how I pursue it, and that's that's a good feeling to know it's it's within my control, and I'm confident enough to know that if I have that, 
if I had the fundamentals right, um, I feel like you know I could uh, I could uh, continue performing. Definitely, and then yeah, I mean, well, I think since obviously since Antoine's been his number one, the whole philosophy has changed, hasn't it? It's no longer first thought is defend. It's he's actually want to break through the lines and play it through, don't you know? Yeah, it's, and it's 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 a balance because um, because of how the league is and how to win games. I think, for example, in Dunfermline, which was obviously not the, <laughs> the most beautiful of games, um, we showed that we were um, defensively resolute and being defensively stubborn. That's how you win. That's how you win in the long term. And 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 with that, and that was a foundation laid laid by 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 uh, the previous uh, Gaffa with Hoppy, and um, that has always stayed. And then and then obviously we were a bit. Uh, Let's say I don't know. We freed ourselves up a bit more. We changed the formation, and with that, there have uh, there have opened up a bit more opportunities going forward. So it's about getting that getting that mix right because we go to Queen of South, and we're not going to like live and die by saying, "Oh, well, at least we play some pretty football." We're there to win as well, and if that means winning ugly sometimes, so be it. So, um, but teams who can do both of those um, can go very far as well. Yeah, exactly. Podcast about your podcast. Great. Yeah, so it is all about. Like obviously your your mantra is it's good to be but obviously you want to do different. You have done unconventional mm-hmm. things for, for, for most of football, your footballing career. So uh you're very much like to bring that into the podcasting game, aren't you? Yeah, listen, um I think for me to share stories, um share stories and lessons that I myself are inspired by, much due to the fact that these people have been, you know, brave, if that's the word, to to follow a path in which they proved successful, but one that they, one that has um, stayed uh, with them as a uh, rather individual path in terms of pursuing the opportunities they'd like to um, pursue. I think there's nothing more, I don't know, respectable and impressive than that. So to be able to share that, and for me, I'm allowed, I allow myself to be inspired by those stories. Um, and hopefully then people can share in that excitement. But let's be frank, like for me, you know, I think it's great the more the more people that, that listen, the better, because I think there are a lot of valuable things that are being communicated in it. Um, but for me, it's also just the enjoyment of talking to people and having an opportunity to talk for 45 minutes to an hour with people that are, um, that are uh, at their best in, in what they do. And so for me, that's, that's a great inspiration. Um, and, and, and to touch upon a range of industries as well, I think is important because um, uh, narrowing or specializing it for me is not something uh, I actively pursue. So to be able to, to, to take from politics, media, football, all that um, is, I think is a, is a great way, an invest, investment into myself and then also a great way to to maybe share what I find interesting with with others. Yeah, and it's also like breaking down uh, breaking down stigmas of a stereotypical footballer, isn't it? Like a lot yeah. of like, a lot of people think of footballers leave school at sixteen, haven't got two brain cells between them. So mm-hmm. to 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 be obviously changing the game on the park, you're also changing it off it, which is. Which is good, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think, and I think slowly but surely, and listen, I've, I'm in the changing room with people that study on the side or, you know, and, and pursue degrees. And and I think that um, that stereotype hopefully is slowly but surely being uh, overturned because there are a lot of smart people and there are a lot of people that 
I have good discussions with and conversations with. Um, and I think it's, I think that's, you know, that's, you know, that's not my primary motivation because I just do what feels cool for me. Um, but uh, I think there's a new uh, generation of footballers that might feel empowered by others um, and, 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 and know that they, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's not nerdy or something to have to have other interests about upon upon matters that are related to you know politics or uh you know academia or whatnot you know so marcus thank you for coming on um i hope i didn't take up too much of your time i bore you too much no no my pleasure my pleasure always good talking to uh to fellow uh to fellow morning fans and 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 football lovers so to speak so my pleasure pleasure's all made marcus thank you for coming on Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye.